Hello and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate, the Swifty. And I'm still, maybe for always, not so Swift Sam. The Slate, Sam. Slightly Swift. Jeez, you gotta. I got in the car this after, this morning, this I guess this afternoon, it was afternoon. And what was playing on the speakers? Nothing was playing yet on the speakers. Mm. The song I queued up for when we had a, you you needed more than me today. A nice, like, Sam, let me vent. And I let you vent. And then I put Cardigan on. All right? For you. Because I care about mm. you. I'm your emotional support, I Sam. I did just get a new Cardigan in the mail. A Taylor Swift Cardigan for 1989. It's blue. I mean... I sent you the video yesterday of uh, the cast party and Jonathan's playing piano yeah. and he's playing Taylor Swift songs. It's like, I don't know what it is, but like he does it and I like it. And then he's like, it's Taylor Swift. And I was like, and I'm out again. Like it just. Boo. boo. Yeah, man. Boo you know, me. it just says a lot about your preconceived notions and how if you don't know what you're listening to, you like it because Taylor Swift is the songwriter of our generation. Uh, yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah, yeah. You even like champagne problems. Easy, boo. Easy, all right? Uh, just facts are facts. You know what? I think this is the last podcast we're ever getting. <laughs> it's not, but cute. It's a big week in Taylor World. What's new with the Tay? So much. So much. We can pick your own adventure. Would we like to talk Spotify first? Would we like to talk um, and re-record first? Would we like to talk Dancing with the Stars? Where would you like to start? <laughs> dancing with the Stars? Mm-hmm. Is there rumors that she's going to be a Dancing with the Stars? Is that where you want to start? Yeah, let's start. Dancing with the Stars is doing a full Taylor Swift night. Only Taylor Swift music to dance to. Okay. All right. That's not as, I mean, that's cool. Not as exciting as it'd be like watching this bird person go up and have to dance all the time. Who's self-admitted like, I can, but not really. I can. I mean, Taylor was was dancing to your song this weekend, Friday night. Shake it off, baby. Yeah, she's out and about in New York City dancing to shake it off. Hells yes. That's my cup of tea right there. Because, you know, it's 1989 season. The seasons for every Taylor Swift season, it turns so quickly, and I never yeah. know when because it things keep moving. Last here. time I thought it was Eras Tour movie. Se- era it was, tour yeah, season. we've moved through that. You I should. mean, it's people are still going, just still buying tickets, living their best lives. I'm, I, that was a pretty quick season, They're doesn't all, it end this week? Maybe they might not have it end because this weekend was so busy. Lots of tiny humans dancing up in front of the screens. It was so cute. Tiny humans are going now instead of the adults. So it's a whole new generation of Swiftlets. They're doing a um, 1989 um, series on Peloton. I saw that. Popped up on my screen. Yeah. Bunch of rides, bunch of runs. Interesting. A yoga class. You know, when they did it with Lizzo, Lizzo actually showed up with her big girls Mm -hmm. and it broke Peloton. I mean, thousands of people took that ride. I took it the day after and still there were thousands on the ride with me. I wish they could do that with more artists. That would be amazing. I know, you know, it's probably going to be hard for Tay to show up at the studio and do it. Although it's in New York city. She's there. If she did, it would be a boom, Mm -hmm. a boom for both, both of them. I mean, we haven't broke Peloton yet. Well, what was it? The last, what was it? A gym or a treadmill commercial that she did? And it's her. F- Apple Music. Yeah. yeah oh, for yeah. Drake. Yeah. From the 1989. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. funny. I mean, it's just a very exciting time. Taylor goes back on tour to, on Friday. 
Going to South America? She's in Buenos Aires. Oh, did you see that they've been camping out for months? Yeah. 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 To get front row seats for this show. I mean, and people are pissed well, up, up, up because they've been camping so long. I mean, good for them. <laughs> yeah, we start this way. And she added more tour dates. We have some extra tour dates in Vancouver. Yeah. Did you notice that she's got like six dates in Toronto? Yeah. In the wintertime. Yeah, but mm -hmm. it's in an enclosed. Oh, okay. It is? Yeah. All right. So it's not an outdoor All of stadium. her um, 2024 oh, okay. legs are in indoor. Okay. Um, I, I applaud that then. Yeah. She's not crazy. Well, I mean, I don't he know. He can get snowed on in a leotard. Why, that's, that's, I mean, she would. You're rained on. You can get snowed on. I didn't I mean, look at the stadium she was playing in. I was just thinking she's been doing them all in outdoor stadiums. Uh, she started in the U.S. with indoor. I was at her first non-enclosed, her open air show. Tampa? Tampa? Yeah, it was her first one. Was closed? Open air. Um, all the ones before it were all in stadiums. Houston... Glendale, but they're all no roofs. They all had roofs. They all had their roofs on. I was the first one without a roof. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. This is the March when it started, and you went in April. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised she's not doing anything in Montreal. I thought we could ride up there. If she just might not be doing it yet. Those Quebec, those Quebecoisians, they do not really appreciate Taylor. That's false fun fact. What? Canadians were begging they Taylor. They didn't say Canadians. The Quebecois. Well, you don't know that. How do you know? You weren't in there this year. I've met enough. You've met a small sample of um, <laughs> the population. Canadians that I was like, hey, they just released this out. Maybe they're going on tour. Like, who? Taylor? No, yeah. give us more comic books. Give us more. Yeah. She's a hoser, eh? Oh, she's a big hoser. She does anyway. not drink Tim Hortons. I tell you what. Who does? I do. <laughs> there you she have it. She doesn't get the Bieber's brew. Oi. Gross. I had Bieber's Brew last year on the way home from Montreal. It was actually incredible. Bieber's Brew. Anyway. But I don't drink coffee anymore. I digress. Go, um, ahead. Go ahead. So Taylor's version, 1989 numbers are in. Mm -hmm. Do you think, here's a quick question. Re-record versus original. Do you think she managed to outdo her original sales numbers? Of course she did. Because she's got way more fans than she did back then. But no, True. But 1989 is her high record, her high watermark for sales. Based off of just the conversation I've had with other fans that aren't you. <laughs> and someone was saying, you know, I want it. Should I download it and get it on my phone? Or should I just choose the songs I want? Because they've heard everyone else saying like, there's only a slight difference or sometimes the difference is there, but I don't want it as much and this and that. And they're like, I'll just get the individual songs that I want. What? And it's still supporting her. And I said, I okay, mean, kind of. Who am I to who am I to judge? You yeah, you make all the faces you want. I feel like it's been a week and change, been ten days. Yeah, came out Friday. It has not hit that mark yet. <laughs> all right. And I'm wrong. So, couple numbers for you. In her first week of sales, when it originally came out, she did one point two eight seven million units. Mm-hmm. These are just hard numbers. Mm -hmm. In hard numbers, for what she did was 1.359. It's hard numbers, not streaming. Once you put in the streaming stuff, we got up to 1.653, which is the biggest since 2015 with Adele's 25. She broke the record for vinyl sales at 693,000 and sold 
554,000 CDs for 3.5 million worldwide units. Isn't that crazy? For a re-record. It is her 13th number one album and the first re-record to outperform the original. Wait, really? Yeah. That I didn't know. I figured that everyone would have been gung-ho and buying they the are. substance red and whatnot. They are, but like, you know. Okay. It takes time. And she outdid her Midnight's numbers. I mean, Shake It Off wasn't on Midnight, so I'd, I would I would hope. hope. You know what song no one but you was talking about? Shake It Off. Yeah. Wasn't you, because there's Ooh, no hey, notes. Hey, Sam, while, we're, notes. while we're, we've got listeners, can I have you learn a TikTok <laughs> dance for our social media? Um, I'm so excited. You're going to love it. It's easy. Sorry, I, I'm getting a, a hand waves from the producer's booth. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. I'm sure it will be fine. Is she contractually uh, obligated to do these type things? Yeah, someone's got to do them. He dances. I do not. Okay. I'll have to run that by legal. All right. Um, legal said it's great. What about HR? She said it's great too. What about inhuman resources? <laughs> also on board. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I have a whole tutorial for you. <laughs> a tutorial. Great. I've never seen Sam dance or sing, so I don't know. We saw him dance and sing at the same time. No, that's two weeks ago. That's, that's backup artist. I, I have a body double that comes out, and I have some. Your dancing the videos background. do really well for our socials, and as someone always reminds me, we should be more active on social. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna remind you of that. So anyway, you've got to dance to learn. It's great. It's really fun. Don't even worry about it. Mm -hmm. Who, whose song is playing? Taylor's. Mm -hmm. Duh. What song is playing? You don't know it. It's one of the vault tracks you haven't listened to yet. Okay. That could infringe on some of the... Okay, we'll figure it out. You did the bejeweled dance before you heard the song. You'll be fine. Yeah, but I wasn't listening anyway. I know. It's perfect. Anyway, so in other Taylor news, we broke another record. What'd you break this time? Well, she finally got to be the number one most listened to artist on Spotify. I know. I know. We've been working really hard on this. Finally got to be the number one most listened to artist. Mm -hmm. Who was previously number one? The Weeknd. Who's that? Oh, oh, I don't, I don't enjoy The Weeknd. I, Save your tears for another day. I don't. It's, I like the weekdays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially um, Monday. Monday, Tuesday, jokes. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday so, are weekdays. We finally got there. Streaming right away. I got knocked down from my Swifty pedestal. Yeah, no, Spotify dropped a 1989 sweatshirt, which I loved, only for the top tier Taylor listeners. And I was like, excuse me, pardon me, where's mine? Didn't get it. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. I know. I was pissed. Were they going to give it to you for free? No, you had to buy it, but it was the opportunity to buy it, and I didn't get it, and I really want it. We'll find you one on eBay. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. See, that's, I have my cardigan, mm -hmm. which came in record time. Like Taylor's merch is always takes forever. Like it just shows up when it feels like it. My speak now cardigan, I got three months after I ordered it. Well, she's not giving them bonuses like she does the people on the road crew. Well, my 1989 cardigan was here within a week mm. sitting on my doorstep. I also like don't remember when I order things, so it's like Christmas every day at my house. 
Kate, how how often would you say that you you just have Taylor playing in the background and you have nothing like you're not even invested in listening to it? You're just playing it fairly regularly. I mean, that? I haven't been playing a lot of music at home because I've been enjoying the lack of construction noises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you say that a lot of Taylor Swift fans they just kind of like put it on Pro- and oh, go about their day? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But I also play it at work, which is like a solid forty hours, and that's like every fifth song is a Taylor song. Because it's, it's in some ways, it's like cryptocurrency. Like you guys are mining Bitcoin when mm-hmm. it comes to Taylor. You're just streaming, but not even to listen to anymore. It's to stream and support. I mean, I listen, like, when I have it on in the background, like I'll put on an album and start from the first and work my way through. Mm-hmm. And my brain is so trained now that I know what the next song is going to be. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear the song in the wild, it ends immediately. My brain is like, okay. And it starts to like get me ready for what should be the next song. Right. Not the album. Not the album. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. You know, it's an adventure being a Swifty. It's like what I assume being a stock trader is. Say what? Like when you're like buying stocks and you're like, ooh, this one showed up for me today. And you're like, oh, this is going really well. And then sometimes you don't get what you, the returns you think you're going to get. And you've just like made a fool out of yourself because you think Taylor Swift 11 is coming. But, you know, you just get a. This is the craziest analogy I've ever heard of in my life. Can it really be called 11 <laughs> if the, she's done 13? Well, you told me that the re-records don't count. Wait. So wait, no, you have to think about this. <clears throat> so. The like, re-records would be the replacements. Yes. Mm-hmm. So those count when they hit number one, but they don't really count in the discography. Mm-hmm. 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 It only counts when it adds value. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it only count. We're only counting new ones. We had to reclaim the ones that Scooter stole. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, this analogy works if you think about it. Like you get the album, it's like a boom, your stock goes way up, and then you think you might get something else, and you're wrong, and your stock goes down. It's like futures. So you guys are going to be shorting Taylor really quickly. Well, no, I mean, she always comes back. We just clown around. Oh, speaking of clowns, this all broke after we finished recording on Monday, and I was so mad. I almost called and been like, we need to get back in the studio. What's going on? Travis Kelsey has a publicist named Pia. Pia? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pia had a birthday. And you know on birthdays when people post the Instagram stories and they're like, happy birthday to my friends. And it's all cute. and These cute little pictures. And then you reshare them on your story because you're like, people love me. It's my birthday. Mm-hmm. You know? So Pia had a birthday. Her friend shared a tribute to her. And in the middle of these really cute pictures of the two of them is the Us Weekly post of Taylor in a box of the Chiefs game and Pia over like behind her. And the quote or the caption on the picture said, our Roman Empire. And her friend took the clown emoji, stuck it on Taylor's face and wrote, happy birthday, Pia, who's always been our Roman Empire. Pia reshared this with a clown emoji over Taylor's face onto her very public Instagram. And the Swifties lost their minds. I thought we discussed that. I don't think we, we did. We did not discuss this. We did not? We discussed this. Oh. 
on Friday on Halloween. You and I discussed it. We didn't discuss this. Did I see you on Halloween? We went to a Halloween party Tuesday. Together. On Tuesday. You, me, and... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, we were... Memorable bonding experience I apologize here. for the inconvenience that may have caused you. I had a great time. I mean, I, I made sure to run over there and say hi, but I had to get back to that theater show. Couldn't you get locked did. behind the parade. You did. The parauders. You anyway, we've digressed. Okay, I apologize. Okay, so she shares this clown so emoji, and so all the feral fans... A publicist. Like, did she pull it off? No. Did she pull it off her Oh, site? she went private. Like, she... Goofball. She's been quiet ever since. And like her friend came out and was like, well, this is on top of the fact that Pia has already been in trouble because she's been whispering to people that it's a PR relationship and Travis and Taylor aren't real. And we're like, wait a minute, you're a publicist. What good does this do your client? She should know better, eh? And we think she probably no longer has a job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thumbs of the brakes. Yeah, you know, you know, it could you do have been anyone things. underneath that emoji. You never know. I get it's okay. It's an it's a gesture from the friend being like, Are we're you? not worried about the celebrity that's also in your phone, like uh, on your in this photo. We care more about this person. You're our best friend. We love you. And sure, that alone, like I get that. But then sharing it to the world makes it again. It's the um. Like quick instinct, be like, yeah, this is funny. It's fun. I'll share it, and then, oh my god, what if I share this? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Show Jason. There's no like, that's pretty egregious. Oh yeah, it looks goofy. That, that that's a, and her friend was like, oh, you know, it was a birthday clown. I thought like, a birthday <laughs> clown. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. the birthday clown emoji is very different than the. And now there's rumors swirling that Pia had started being a little too close to Travis. She's a little jealous. I'm just gonna say Taylor Swift's publicist does not enjoy this kind of behavior, and you don't mess with Tree. Hey, Amen. Somebody had been leaking stories that Tree didn't like. We have our suspicions. Saying that Taylor's bestie, Selena, does not like this relationship. Friday night, you know who was out to dinner with Taylor? Selena. Yep. You know who else was out? Patrick Mahone's wife, Brittany. Mm-hmm. And our girl, Sophie Turner. Mm. And Gigi. Like, Tree's not messing around with this girl. Whoever Pia is, she may have had a great career. She made a big mistake. And if I was one of her celebrity clients, I would be concerned. The TikTokers are all over this. Of course they are. We love a TikToker. The Taylor Swift world. Anything else in this uh, list of yours of things going on in the world of Taylor Swift? Yes, because we had the um, Europe Music Awards, the MTV Europe ones, which they did not have in person because of everything going on in the world. They thought it was a little inappropriate. And Taylor won three. Mm -hmm. Best artist, best live, best video. Trey Bien. Yeah. So, you know. All coming up, Taylor. Still, we oui. Grammy nominations are about to come out, so we're expecting a big number of nominations for Taylor. Zuta Lava. I know it's very exciting. I did learn a fun fact: of all the Grammys Taylor has won, she's never won Song of the Year. Huh? No. Yeah. What? Never. Je ne sais quoi. Never. We're not very happy about it. This should be our year. You know what? It 
could have been, it should have been, and maybe it would have been. Maybe it will be. Who knows? Could have, would have, should have. Who knows? Who knows? knows? Maybe. Maybe. So it's a lot. There's just, there's been a lot. It's an honor just to be nominated. We have Taylor back out with her girl gang, 1989 style. We have publicists acting up. We have breaking records, selling records. Do you know who's opening up for her when it comes to her? Sabrina Carpenter. For the whole tour? Uh, just right now. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, we do know who's opening up for her because she announces it, but we're very excited about it. See, Sabrina Carpenter is her um, South American one, mm-hmm. and then she has not, we don't have it for- Canada. No, um, Tokyo. Celine Dion. We're not sure who's doing Tokyo, but Sabrina's back for Australia. Mm-hmm. Really just kind of doing her thing. Does she have three stops in Tokyo, uh, in Japan, or is it just going to be Tokyo? She does Tokyo. Mm-hmm. The Tokyo Dome. Tokyo Dome, okay. And then she goes to Australia, which we love. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to Singapore, still with Sabrina. Singapore for a while. And she goes to Paris with um, Paramore, which will be amazing. Mm. Which means she'll definitely add Castles Crumbling with Haley Williams. Amazing. Yeah, and I think Paramore hangs out with her through her Europe swing. Mm-hmm. I know Gracie Abrams is back, I think, for Canada. Because I saw her post and that was really adorable. Yeah, just a lot going on. She's got lots of friends. Must be nice. Yeah, Gracie Abrams comes back for Canada. So uh, what song are we doing this week? Oh, we are going back to Fearless, which really concerns me because we had been on a streak of Sam liking the songs and now we're going to... Start all over again. You know. Hitting the reset button. You know what? I put an Instagram poll out and to see if people thought you would hate it. And what are the what what were the numbers? Well, so I did vote on my account on it. <laughs> okay. To give a to give me something. <laughs> okay. But um we're at fifty fifty right now. It was will Sam hate this? Hundred percent absolutely. He might not hate it. Is that you writing to yourself? <laughs> Yeah. Those are the options you gave everyone. He might not hate it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you got to set expectations. I'm not sure you will love it, but you might not hate it. So let's test out my theory. Wait, it was 100% hate it versus he might not hate it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I just want to make sure where my parameters lie. Okay. Maybe you'll love it, but. Mm. Probably not. I don't want to give people, and by people, I mean myself, a false sense of hope. All right, Sam, you got your lyrics? I'm pulling them up right now. What's the name of the song again? Tell Me Why, parentheses, Taylor's version. Off Fearless. Tell me. As long as it's not the Backstreet Boys version. <sighs> I would have won. We can do it. No, thank you. I'm busy. I have to go for a walk. I thought that was what Sam was doing. Oh, Sam's going on a date. We're going to hit pause. <laughs> you hit pause. And we'll be right back after we listen to Tell Me Why, Taylor's version. Oh, God. Well, Sam. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Easy. Take it easy. You okay there, Bob? I'm not sure. What's the matter? I I took a breath and gave you the the gesture of the room is yours. That's 
that that never ends well for me. It's, sometimes it's not about the ending; it's about the uh, the journey. Well, tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Mm-hmm. Sick and tired of your attitude. <laughs> Let's talk about this song that she originally wrote. What two thousand? Well, okay, wrote versus performed. This is from Fearless, which is mm-hmm. second album. So mm-hmm. 2007, 2008. Mm. Yeah. There's some, there's, um, like that first f- six seconds of the slightly hip hop violin beat, if you want to call it that. That just fades away from the song entirely. Yeah, it's a hook. Start with the hook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. We're trying things. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, I don't know, verses and choruses. Very quick verses and bridges. Very long chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, because again, this is, we, you already address how terrible I am with my lizard brain and how I correlate Taylor Swift mm-hmm. and that information. How I, mm-hmm. have, I have that buffer already. Mm-hmm. It's young Taylor. Yeah. Writing like a, I mean, this is a song about a relationship with someone with anger issues. Yeah. You take a swing at me. I know it's supposed to be a verbal swing, but like, yeah, it's, I don't want to read into it being like, this is a playful look at an abusive relationship. I'm not trying to do that, but that's what it's coming off as. It's an upbeat. Um, upbeat beat em up song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So if, is it a? I mean, it's a song where she's putting a uh, sunny spin on a toxic relationship. Yeah, man. But the words are not sunny, and she's like, "I'm gonna make this." And I think just kick me. Um, speaking of, I'm sorry. No, Jeez. Because. I'm finally on the same page with you. I just, I know that for you, this is not what you wanted, but keep going. No, I mean the song and I think, cause I listened to it. I've obviously heard the song several times, like, but I put it on this morning and I went, Hey, hang on. And I went back to what I like grabbed my lyrics. And I was like, what? And I never really like thought about the song because it's kind of just like that, like a Disney anthem. Like, tell me why. And then you're like, uh, um, Taylor, <laughs> who hurt you? Uh, it's so it's like physically, metaphorically, emotionally toxic. And I think it's really interesting because she's it's very. I don't want to say young and dumb, but I do want to say young and dumb where you're like. Yeah, this is like red flag, red flag, Mm -hmm. a bigger red flag. Mm -hmm. You're bathed in red. Run. Yeah. It's so like, it's that naive adulthood. Yeah. This is, this is being adults. Like, no, not for everyone. What are you doing? Yeah. Run. Tell me you love me, but you take it back. Like I want to, all right. I took a chance. I took a shot. You might think I'm bulletproof, but I'm not. You took a swing, I took it hard, and down here from the ground, I see who you are. It's literally just like, maybe they're standing up for themselves. They took a shot of being like, oh, I'll take a chance of like, you know, letting you know how I feel. Or, oh, I took a shot of liquid courage. Or, oh, it was, I took a, I clapped back at you for something. Well, I You think, took a swing, boom. Well, I took a chance, I took a shot. You might think that I'm bulletproof. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm not. Like, you think I can take these words? And I think there are relationships, and we know them, where you're there and you're in it, and like, you know that the other person is not good, and you know that you should not want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And you, your friends are like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, you know this is toxic and unhealthy and bad for you, but you're like, maybe I'm gonna, I can fix this. And I feel like this is that like young 19 year old, like I'm standing up for him. This is my anthem. Like I'm not, I'm sick and tired of your attitude feeling like I don't know you, but I still need you. Mm-hmm. And it's that warring, like, well, maybe if I just put a smile on and try a little bit harder. And don't you think if maybe like I stand up to you, I'm not bulletproof. Your words hurt me. Like this hurts me when you pretend not to know me. This hurts me when you like go silent. Yeah. This hurts me, but I'm still, I still love you. Yeah. I need you like a heartbeat. I need you to just explain to me why you keep doing this. Yeah. Like maybe if you tell me the reasoning behind what you're doing, mm. I can understand it and change my behavior. Maybe this is something I can, you know. So let's talk a bit about the red flags then going into the second verse because second verse, not as poignant as the first. You could write a book on how to ruin someone's perfect day. Well, I get so confused and frustrated, forgot what I'm trying to say. We had this big picture going from verse one into this chorus and then being like, it's walking it back and being like, I don't know. Like, oh, you just ruined my, I don't even know what to do anymore. It's that like defeatism, acceptance. But and- don't you just get it? Like you're having this great day and they're like, that's not that great. Mm. We only yelled at each other five times on the ride. You're here. not that. Well, we do we six. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but like, it's one of those moments where you're just like, I, my 19 year old self feels this because you're in it. Like, I remember that boyfriend and I remember being like, <sighs> okay, like maybe it wasn't that great. Wait, no. Why am I mad? I can explain. I I know words. I'm I I can. I, uh, I have a hard time I, right now seeing why you think "Shake It Off" is the bottom of the barrel after <laughs> listening to this song. I do have a hard time with that. I'm trying to understand your mentality because this is your words cut me down on that. See, this is one of those songs you should be like. Well, she didn't really write all of this song. She signed on it. I would have accepted that. I would have accepted that and oh, been like, okay. No, she wrote this song. Yeah, and it's not good. <laughs> it's, I just, ugh, dude. It's so. I if I don't, I want to know who's in the room. Like this should Liz have been Rose. a vault song. This this should not have. Mister Perfectly Fine would have been a better pick than this. Yes. Yeah. And but, that's me saying that. But. It's not good for you, Sam. And it could be good for somebody else. Yeah, you're just not a 19-year-old girl. I'm just being, I'm playing devil's advocate here just for a second. Only a quick second. You know I'm, I'm sick not going, and tired of your attitude. I want to feel like I don't even know you. I, I don't know myself some days. <laughs> the, um, this is back, you know, in the height of Taylor leaving messages to fans. And the secret message of the song was, I guess I was fooled by your smile. 
how heartbreaking. Oof. But like you have to, and I know that this is probably not a futile effort here, but you have to put yourself in a 19-year-old girl's shoes for the song to even resonate a little bit. So is this Drew part two? Drew this is like mate. the aftermath of Drew. You're like, oh. It's so. I fake a smile so you can't see. This is, again, it's like that bad boy. Like, you know he's a jerk. You know this is a bad idea. Your friends are like, okay. But your friends aren't smart enough to like help you through it. They're like, ooh, he seems not great, but he's real cute. It's that, like, you don't know any better. Like, you're just dumb. You know what? They could probably fix this. And I They'll can work fix it. it. Like, we can figure this out. That Like, relationships take work. We've got this. And then they're like, no, this kind of work. Mm-hmm. And so she just word vomited onto a song, which I think is kind of why Fearless is so charming. Because you're like, oh, God. Here we go. This is a 19-year-old problem where you're not like, that's unacceptable behavior and you don't get to talk to me like that. But even in our 30s, we struggle with that's unacceptable behavior and you don't get to behave like that. Yeah. Conversations. You can only control how you react to it. You can't really control how it makes you feel. And you're just like, why do I still feel like this is bothering me in my 30s? A 19-year-old problem is just before champagne problems. Oh, no. I mean, they have illegal drinking anywhere you go nowadays. In Europe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lord, I have a champagne problem with you. Mm, anyway. It's, yeah, you're right. I have never been, nor do I think I ever will be a 19-year-old girl. Well, let's hope. I mean. I mean I'd say give it time, but literally that's going to that's gonna defeat one of the two things uh, yeah. I'm trying to accomplish. I mean, right one now. is up to you. The other one, you can't turn back time. So I had a super cool uh, discussion with uh, co-actors uh, from Gay Bride of Frankenstein the other mm-hmm. day. and we're talking about like we're we're kind of sharing like ah this is where I am with these things and this is what I like, mm-hmm. so they're feeling and it was both those like yeah there's no there's no easy answers to this no there's the writer there, there's the better ways of dealing with something yeah and this person's looking at me and they say you know like well what do you like what do you what did you love about that thing. I was like, well, I loved this and this, and I made it made me feel like I loved how this made me feel, and I loved it. This, like, whoa, 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 whoa. all of those things, the I love, bah, it's it's reflecting on you. It's like, oh, it made me feel like this, or I loved how this would happen. I was like, mm-hmm. what do you love about just the thing? Take yourself away from it. And I'm looking at this 20 something year old say something who just opened up about like, this is everything I'm struggling through. Mm-hmm. And they just had a, a, Five percent better way to look at a problem for somebody else that would solve eighty-seven percent of the issue, and I kind of like it was like this is very interesting, and it's you know the nineteen-year-old perspective. Sometimes it's a slower way to reevaluate your life and your surroundings and whatnot. Well, and you have to think about pop culture too, because the bad boy always turns out to be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, you just got to peel back the layers a little more to find that guy that's really good and going to sweep really be your love story. And when you put this song in the perspective of the album, mm-hmm. it's a little more interesting because this is the album that has love story on it. Yeah. And this is the album that has, it was around the same time, didn't have it, but does now. Today was a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. This is also the album that has 15 where you're- White horse. White horse. Like- 
so much fairy tale imagery. And I think this song very quietly and subtly is that bad boy phenomenon where you're like, he's kind of a jerk, but he's just hurt. And there's something that it's not me. And we'll get to the better, better part. I, I'm just going to fix this. Does, is this the same album or is it speak now that has stay, stay, stay? That's red. That's red. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> all right. We're still struggling through that. No, it's, it's all right. So this, this helps me because part of me, it's, it's, you know, finding the answer for the, the information I don't have just yet. I was like, mm-hmm. if, if stay, stay, stay followed this song, I would have been like, whoever made this album, you're fired right now. <laughs> just letting you know. Well, I also wonder because like when we look back at re-recording, mm-hmm. Where Taylor, like when she re-recorded this in her 30s and she's like, whew. Well, so that's something. Learn some lessons there. That's something sonically for me, hearing her having just re-recorded this and put it out into the world more recently than when the album first came out. It's alien to me hearing her adult voice singing these songs. Yes. There's something... uh, (laughs) off. I don't know if off-putting is the right word, but it's it's very much... um, it disconnects me a little bit. I don't really know what it is, but mm-hmm. it's like, sorry, you just saw something and went, oh. I did actually, like I just pulled up the track list for this and it's so funny to me because one of my favorite things about Taylor is she creates an album that tells a story. Mm-hmm. And so you start, and so she starts with Fearless and 15 and Love Story and Hey Steven and White Horse and You Belong With Me and then we get to breathe and then it's Tell Me Why. Mm-hmm. You're not sorry. The way I loved you, which was like, I miss screaming and crying in the rain. I miss that Mm -hmm. uncertainty back and forth because I've been conditioned and trained to think that that's how you get to the love story. And then you get forever and always, which is you said forever and always, but you didn't mean it. And then we have a song about how great her mom is. So this is definitely the 2000s pop culture spiral. Yeah. Because the bad boys at the time of the 2000s were your what? Your Edward Cullens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was a narcissist toxic mm-hmm. relationship? Mm-hmm. The desirables were your what? Manic pixie dream girl kind of? The Jonas Brothers, who she dated during this mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that this song is about Joe Jonas. The, I do not know who it's about. I might get skewered for this later. I did not see it in any of my research. I might get skewered for this later. I understand. I'll, t- I'll take all the bolts for you. What was? What would you say was the like number one with a bullet? Pin- in, pinnacle of like, this is romance in film in the mid 2000s. I have an answer for you. Okay. What do you have? The Notebook. Yes. Ooh, Notebook came out early 2000s. Mm-hmm. That was like 2000? It was probably like 2003 or four. Mm-mm. I- I'm telling you, man, like, I think like. It was, it was 2004. Look at you. All right. I mean, I'm yeah. Talking, like, if if what you're telling me about the story of in her album and like those progressions of the relationship and these things, just hitting on all these little images, imagery things, like this is exactly that. It is swooped up, caught in it, loving it, fighting for it, falling out of it, still mm-hmm. fighting about it, 
and someone's still like, we will make this work. We will make this work. Yeah. If you're a Grammy winning song, I'm a Grammy winning song. Like, doesn't have to be of the year though. It's okay. <laughs> like, it's literally just it's. It is. This is more. This is more two thousands than. Oh, this feels like not the words, but like the song, the music mm-hmm. feels like it would be on a Disney. Like, it, it, I feel like Lindsay Lohan, Ashley Simpson, like. It feels Dixie Chicks when it comes to instrumentation with some of the vocal highs and low points. It Disney sounds, Dixie Chicks. It sounds like Fergie's Big Girls Don't Cry with how she's going up at certain <laughs> mm-hmm. moments and hitting it. It's Yeah, it's right on trend. It's right where it's at that sweet spot mm-hmm. where it should be. But it's also interesting to see the projection of how she's viewing this relationship and this time in her life and how she's just getting it out there. Mm-hmm. Um it's interesting to see this theme continue in some ways throughout her discography. It's interesting to see how it's evolved throughout Taylor's writing. This, I think, really is one of those songs that people would point to and say, she's always playing the victim. She's This is another song about a guy who broke her heart. Mm-hmm. It's an It's always interesting to me to go back to early Taylor and see her songwriting and see how she's choosing to put things into song Mm -hmm. as opposed to now where she's like, oh, you know, Sleepless Nights or, oh, these are fictional stories. All of that. You're like, huh. Hmm." Well, somebody who who never like would get deep in the feels and then out of nowhere put a poem online that they wrote in five minutes at a bar. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you about putting your emotions just onto the, the canvas and being like, that's the thing. <laughs> it's uh, like her her writing and her polish have definitely uh, improved tremendously over the albums. It's, oh, yeah. it's so it, it seems like she loved this chorus. She did. You can tell. Needed to find something to write as a verse. The joy when she sings that. <laughs> Well, that's actually how the song started. I'm sick and tired of your attitude. Like she came in mm-hmm. to a songwriting session with Liz Rose and she's like, oh, you'll never believe this. Like she's telling Liz, she's like, well, tell me, like put it into words. And she's like, I'm sick and tired of his attitude. And Liz just starts writing everything that she's saying. And then they built the song using that. Mm-hmm. And again, I think this is why like Taylor has such a loyal fan base from the beginning or people who, because it does feel like this quintessential moment when you're so young and you don't know how to share blame. You don't know how to figure out what's happening. You, you think that this kind of toxicity is good because you see this in movies and pop culture and mm-hmm. that there has to be this conflict before everything works itself out. It's like untying the knot. The knot gets worse before you loosen right. it. It's very much that like moment in time, like listening back to this, I was like, I definitely had that relationship where I was like, you know, no, I'm not, I'm furious, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'm not, I I can't, maybe it's my fault. Yeah. You have hurt me so much, but you'll make me feel better if you love me like I love you. Mm -hmm. It's... All right, going into the 2000 timestamps, something like that, and like like putting it under the lens of Taylor just, always being the victim. But also put yourself in that, like, that first 
big, I think I'm an adult relationship. Mm-hmm. And not knowing what that means. Because you're not really under your parents' roof anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not really bound This is our by- house. We make the rules. <laughs> That's so much later on. <laughs> Oh no, yeah, you you think you know what it is, but you don't, mm-hmm. and you got to learn through experience. Unfortunately, yeah, it, it's. Oh yeah, this is one of her songs where, of course, the guy broke up with this, not the other. Like hurt her feelings, is that the other? But that was all the media would speculate and put out there. Who's the song about? So it's it's kind of like you could have that friend or a person you know, that's like, how can this person be this unlucky? Like every time that job doesn't work out, that relationship doesn't work out or this and this and this, like maybe it is you, maybe it's like you. And then for some people, yeah, it could be them. They just can't see it in some ways. It's like, yeah, maybe it's because I'm just not making these right choices or seeing things the right way. Or it's like, I don't know, man, life can suck. I got hit by lightning five times and I'm on the lottery. Like some people, (laughs) it's just like a terrible thing is just bound to happen. And it's, it does paint the picture, but the more, it's kind of like when we talk about therapy and stuff, you're predicting the problem you're going to cause. Mm-hmm. My relationship is going to end. How do you know that? I don't know, man. I just know because I'm, and you just, that negative energy and thought and then your actions and you keep spiraling around mm-hmm. with it and your behavior starts perpetuating. Of, of course, I knew you were going to leave me. Yeah. It's like you started, you started doing that. I think also... It's interesting because Taylor didn't have a normal childhood. Like she was in high school, kind of. She didn't go to like didn't get to go to college. Didn't have a lot of like you don't get to make the mistakes under normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. So every time she's making a mistake, it's in the media, and there was no normalcy. Like she was Taylor Swift from the time she was sixteen. Mm-hmm. And I think you know again. I think also this is why I like the Travis Kelsey thing because she gets to go to a sporting event and be like. Yay sports, like look at me, mm-hmm. making friends with my boyfriend's friends, wives. <laughs> you know, Taylor Swift is a wag right now, which is hilarious. Wild. But like, it's very interesting to like see her processing these 19 year old pitfalls, like these early life experiences without a reference point. Cause right. who are your friends? You've got friends who are in the same boat. They're not normal humans. And she got Abigail, who she grew up with, who's great. And but like for the most part, her friends are other famous people who live in a bubble, who mm-hmm. have a micro like all of this stuff where you're just like it makes sense that you take your cues from pop culture movies, from romantic comedies, because you don't have a real world touch point. Yeah, it's like living through proxy almost. Yeah. If you if you did, made the diagram of like, okay. If you're in high school, here's the bell curve of like from giant like life impacting stakes to not so much. You get more of the median when it comes to a life of the rock star. It's either going to be this is going to have zero impact on you or it's going to impact every single thing about you. Yeah. And there's no median. It's either like nothing because yeah, it's a celebrity or this that. Or it's everything because like how could you? You're a celebrity. Oh, my God. Your career is mm-hmm. ruined. This person's life is ruined. This huge yeah and it's that that margin is so off that that's like even when it's the light stuff in high school you got to learn from it yeah but you get to learn from it or maybe like your peers are like that girl's crazy i don't know i i'm glad that we 
<laughs> at least found this commonality. Be, be mean or be jeweled. <sighs> Whatever. It's a Taylor Swift. It's a Taylor Swift bell curve. Uh, it's statistics. <laughs> well, her Taylor's cur- bell curve became a sphere, as we'll get to when we get to that song on the cottage core. Taylor's bell curve became a spear? Yeah. A Britney spear? Uh-huh. I've never seen a bell curve become a sphere. Hold on. Oh, a sphere. They said spear. Okay. Is that a statistical term? It's a Taylor Swift lyric. So a bell curve became a pie chart? Oh, boy. <sighs> we'll get to that song eventually. <laughs> I anyway, know. we should roll the dice. All right. Because we've. I know we've gone off the rails. This. This wasn't torture, but it was. It was like, this is not. A, this is not good. I I think that she definitely liked that chorus. This is very much a 2000 song. You've not won me over. You didn't really lose me for it. I haven't lost respect about it. I just want to let everyone know that was helping so, her write this. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Each and every week, we roll the Jillian Petruzziello Thoughts and Prayers of Stice. The Holly Pedral. Polyhedral. Jill, when you listen to this in three months. Yeah. Let us know. Sam's uh, still not funny. I get it. Jeez. I'm huh. you know roll what, your I'm, dice. All right. We're going to choose an album. We're going to choose a song. Red. God. I don't know how many of these songs we have That's left. That's good. I, would, I can't wait to cross off one full album. I'm going to be so sad. We'll have to just redo it. What a great idea. Sam, you know what? Oracle over here. Oh, so we can redo Shake It Off again? Our highest streamed episode? When we cross off all of 1989. Maybe. Roll a dice. Get your list up. I have my list. 19? Girl at Home. Girl at Home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this kind of like a response to Usher's Yeah? Or... <laughs> I guess you'll have to find out next week. All right. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, get plenty of rest. Mm-hmm. Get yourself healthy mm-hmm. because if I'm going to be punching and kicking and screaming at this song and taking it out on you. I'm sick and tired of your attitude. I know that you aren't bulletproof when it comes to Taylor Swift. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Take your shots. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, rate, review. Send us a message. Tell me why Sam is wrong. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. <laughs> and we'll be back next week. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kate the Swifty. And I'm still not so slightly swift, Sam. Mm, next time. 